0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from James, the third chapter. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Dear friends of Christ, I want us to consider a picture here. It's a piece of artwork, and it's not the kind of artwork probably that you would put in your house, but, but uh, this painting beautifully illustrates our point that God opposes the proud, but He will uplift the humble, gives grace to the humble. And do you recognize the, the event that this painting portrays? It's Pharaoh, and he's in his palace. The painting is called Death of the Firstborn. And, of course, you remember what pride did, Pharaoh's stubborn pride as he opposed God. Moses told him, let the people go, and Pharaoh stubbornly, pridefully said, no, I think I'm Pharaoh. See, he believed himself to be God. He thought he had power. And the people did too. But he he was powerless to save his firstborn son. And so there he sits. It was a horrible night for the Egyptians as the angel of death passed from home to home. There was a dead body in every single house. Death was everywhere. Screams. Grief. The only homes that didn't know this terror were the homes of the Egyptians where the angel of death passed over if they saw the mark of the blood of the Lamb. And of course, We know what happens. That's why we call it the Passover. Because the angel of death passed over those homes. So there's a stark difference between the homes of those who were prideful and rejected God and the homes of those who humbly listened to the word of God, put the blood stain on their doorposts. One was grieving. The other of the households were laughing. One were despondent. And the others were praying and enjoying their families. But there was no laughter for Pharaoh. Just look at the painting. If you can look at his eyes, I know the painting's dark, but look at his eyes as he stares, that vacant stare straight ahead. He's defeated, he's angry. There's nothing he can do to save his son. God has acted. He is not more all-powerful than God Himself. Powerless to give His Son life. And all He can do is remember, that's all He has left are the memories of the laughter with His boy, of the good times. And no doubt He had memories too of the more recent days when Moses had warned Him, let the people go or God will punish you. And Pharaoh said, no. No, I won't let the people go. It was bold pride. It was brazen pride. It was rebellious, stubborn pride. And it's that pride that enabled him to now have a dead boy lying in his lap. That is what sinful pride does. Do you think it's wise to say no to God? Well, God makes his opinion very clear on all this. If you are our text says if you are bitterly jealous and you have the same attitude in your heart, if you're filled with self-centered ambition, pride, don't brag. Don't say that you're wise when it's not true. That kind of wisdom doesn't come from God from above. That kind of wisdom belongs to the world. It's self-centered. It's even demonic. It's satanic. And wherever there is jealousy and rivalry, there will be disorder and there will be disorder of every kind of evil. Do you think it's wise to say no to God? Do you think it's wise to say no to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Pharaoh was prideful. He was stubborn. He, was, he insisted. He was willful on doing his own thing, arrogant. He was like every other person on the face of the planet. We all think more of ourselves than we ought. We really do. Paul warns, I ask you not to think of yourselves more highly than you should. Now Moses and Aaron didn't. They were humble. Moses and Aaron respected the Lord, and Moses and Aaron as priest and prophet would occasionally step into the presence of God. And they'd stand in the presence of God in a humble way. They stood before God differently. Pharaoh stood before God in pride. They stood before God differently. Pharaoh stubbornly refused to listen to the Lord. How about you? Do you ever stubbornly refuse to listen to the Lord? Just stubbornly choose to do your own bidding? Are you guilty, too, of that sinful, selfish rebellion? Look at the painting. That's what prideful rebellion leads to, death, eternal death. And it's not like God didn't warn Pharaoh. Oh, God gave Pharaoh plenty of warnings. You remember the story? There were, there were nine other plagues. God has sent all the. turned all the water in Egypt to blood. He had sent frogs and boils, he had sent hail and locusts, he had sent darkness. One disaster fell upon Egypt after another, but Pharaoh ignored all that. Pharaoh ignored God's word. Pharaoh scoffed at the God of Israel. Do you scoff at God too? Do you think the world scoffs at God? Take a look again in the painting. Look what happens when people scoff. That prideful rebellion that opposes the Lord, that stubborn, willful be- uh, rebellion, it always leads to death, eternal death. And look at Pharaoh's face. Can you see the hopelessness? He thought he was God. All the Egyptians thought he was God, but there he is in weakness. There is no magic. There is no magic prayer. There is no power that can bring his son back to life. He has just come face to face with the living God. And on that night, at that moment, you can see it in Pharaoh's deadpan eyes, the truth is revealed. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I mean, look at the picture again. Look at the doorway there in the opposite corner. It's dark. You might not be able to make it out, but in the doorway there are Moses and Aaron. They've showed up to make sure that Pharaoh got the message that God opposes the proud, and gives grace to the humble. Pharaoh defeated, and finally he said, just go, go, take your people, go, go worship Yahweh, go worship your God in the desert, just go. Well, let's now turn to our text, because these are the words of James, and James was not only Jesus' brother, James was also the pastor of the church in Jerusalem, a church that was undergoing severe persecution and a lot of problems. It was a church that was falling apart. The devil was having a blast in the church in Jerusalem. The people were being divided. Problems were happening among the people. The congregation was getting snippy with each other. Hurting each other with their words. Division was happening. And Pastor... James surveyed his congregation and all the attitudes that he saw in his people, and he was distraught. He saw people falling away. They were falling away from each other, but more importantly, they were falling away from God. They were prideful. He saw his people were prideful, and they had the same prideful inner passions, just like Pharaoh. Pharaoh they too had fallen into the sin of pride. Yeah, it can happen to us. How about you? How about our congregation? Do you think stubborn pride ever gets control of your life? Raises its ugly head here in this congregation. If, I, if you were to make a list of sins, what would be your top ten? What would be on the top of your list? I bet, I bet pride's not up there. I bet pride wouldn't make your list because we tend to not even look at ourselves as prideful, as stubborn, as rebellious. It's not how we see ourselves. Oh, Pharaoh was prideful. We can see it in him. We say yes, Pharaoh deserved his son to die. But but us, I, my guess would be uh, it would be a familiar sentiment among us that uh, pride is not an issue for me. Most Christians aren't too concerned about the problem of pride. But listen, we need to learn this lesson of Pharaoh. The problem of pride. Because pride in its worst form is not what you think. Pride in its worst form, now it is prideful to look at somebody else and say, I'm better than you. But pride in its worst form, no, it's not that. Pride in its worst form is not, I'm better than everyone else. The real problem with pride Pride in its most terrible form, in its most dangerous form, isn't running around and saying, look at me, I'm better than you. Beloved saints of God, pride is saying no to God. Pride is saying no to God. Pride reduces God. Pride shrinks God. Pride makes God small just where we want Him, so we can fit Him into our lives. We want a God that we can stubbornly choose to control, keep at arm's length, so He doesn't begin to change my life, because I don't want to have to repent. I don't want to have to change. We don't want God affecting the way I live or the way I talk or the way I think or changing the way I speak. or changing my prideful hearts into a humble one. Now, it's true for some. On Sunday morning, here you are. And on Sunday morning, you show up and let God be God. But is there any connection then between Sunday morning and Monday? Or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday? We may bow our knees on most Sundays as we come together to worship the Lord, but Monday through Saturday... Many beloved saints of God choose to express their independence from Him. No, I won't pray. No, I'm not going to watch my tongue. And in selfish pride, we call the shots. We do what we want to do throughout the week. We choose how we want to live. And we exercise judgment. And our judgment is what? My judgment is to do what I think is best. Rather than what God demands is best. Yet as believers, we know God's word. Yet as believers, we know better. We know God's will. And even though we know God's will, and even though we know God's word, we still choose to ignore it and say no. You know, God says, "Be kind and tender-hearted, forgiving one another." as God in Christ has forgiven you, and we say no. We say no to, to keeping a grudge. Flee from sexual immorality, God says. And we say no. We say no with sexual relationships outside of marriage or pornography downloaded on our computers or the entertainment choices that we make throughout the week. God says, Defend your neighbor, speak well of him. And we say no. He, God says, Speak of your neighbor in the kindest possible way. And we say no as we participate in gossip and things and words that hurt. Now, I'm not telling you something you don't already know. You know God's word, you already know God's will. You know His commandments. You know these things. And yet you still say no. We're all little pharaohs at heart. We're not afraid to tell God no. We're not afraid to put God in His place. And we're not afraid to do it over and over and over again. We don't have a problem with that. But be prepared to learn the lesson that Pharaoh learned. God opposes the proud. God opposes the pride in you. God opposes the pride in me. And that's why God has done something about it. Look at the picture. And there you see again a despondent father holding his dead firstborn son, but I want you to switch the picture in your mind. I want you to put a different son in the lap. I want you to put a different father underneath. I want you to think of God the Father holding His only begotten Son. Again, God gave His Son Jesus up for us all while all the firstborn sons of the Hebrews lived The firstborn Son of God did not. The firstborn Son of God was crucified for us. Look at the boy. Does that pose look familiar to you? It should. There are many paintings in museums around the world And that is exactly the way Jesus looks when they take him down from the cross. That's exactly the way Jesus looks when they took him down from the cross and he was lifeless. And that was the intent of this author, this painter, this artist. God the Father sends his son. And his son dies to conquer The death that sinful, prideful rebellion causes. And He takes care of that death in you. And He takes care of that death in me. And He gave it to His Son so that we might have life. He gave it to His Son so that we can be forgiven and cleansed and victorious. Even though we say no to God. Our Savior is there for us. And he's taken all that pride and he's put it on the shoulder. God opposes the proud. But he has a solution for our pride. So that God will not oppose you. Look again at the painting. And there you see the problem of pride has found a solution. The problem of pride has found a solution in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so we humbly receive His mercy. We humbly receive His grace. We humbly receive His forgiveness. And God enables us to say yes. God opposes the proud, that's true. But God gives grace to the humble. And through faith in Jesus, your sins are forgiven. Through faith in Jesus, we can say yes to forgiveness. We say yes to His salvation. We say yes to His will. We say yes to His word. Now the problem of pride has met its match in Jesus. Amen.